Trading Nut, episode 107. I felt like me coming on to your show can definitely help a lot of people. Things that I might say, may a lot of people may not like it because it might go against what they have been taught. But other than that, some people might take this information and use it for their for their good. So the market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up traders, welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host Cam Hawkins and today we've got Kevin Jehoda on the show. Now Kevin is a bit of a different kind of trader than we get on the show. Now I don't have a lot of these kind of traders on the show but it's worthwhile getting them on because it gives you a different perspective on the market. It also gives you a different perspective on what might be right for you. So Kevin found something that was right for him. You're going to learn what that is today, and I'll tell you what it is now. It's uh, He's a fundamental trader, so 90-odd percent of his trading is fundamentally based. So this might be something right for you. It was obviously something right for him. You're going to hear his full story going from how he struggled for a number of years before it really clicked and he found his way with fundamentals. So guys, if you're ever concerned or worried or just unsure of how fundamental trading works and why it is so important to understand at least some of it, then this interview is going to help you out immensely. So that's coming up here with Kevin in just a second. Now before we get into the interview, I do want to tell you about my new sponsor for the live streamed challenges, backtesting challenges that I've been doing last year. So I started off doing them last year. They were called TradingView Replay Challenge. They've now changed, rebranded to Forex Simulator Challenge and Forex Simulator Trader versus Trader. The Forex Simulator is the sponsor. So this is full on backtesting software. Uh, you can go and check it out. There's a link on the on the uh, on the Trading Nut site where we've got a new format to the whole section there of live streams. We've got the Trader vs Trader. We've got the season one. We've got the uh, we've got the first version of TradingView Replay Challenge. So the next version is going to be all Forex Simulator software driven. And the beauty of this is it means we can go further back in time. It means we can go to one minute tick time frames if you want. You can trade tick charts. You can do all sorts of stuff. Uh, it's really going to put these traders to the test. Now, I've done a little survey. You guys have told me that you want to use the random date and time feature on Forex Simulator. So that's going to start us off at some random point in time in the past. No one's going to be able to know what it is apart from this computer randomly generating the time in the past these traders start from. And the other thing we're going to do, and it seems like the majority of you want to do this, is step through on the same pair or the same market and find your five trades. Okay, so this is what I'm going to get traders to do. A bit different from the previous version where we had five different markets, five different starting points. I think I will still do that because there is a, a, a demand for that, obviously. Um, people did say they wanted to do it, but more people wanted to do the one market, one trade 
things. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, we'll probably do two challenges. One is the one market, one uh, sorry, five trades. And the other one is five different markets, five different starting points, five different trades. The other thing that changes is the scoring. So I'm no longer scoring with uh, R gained, which um, it's just easier to do it this way because of the, the software. Uh, we're going to give traders a 5%, uh, a 5%, I suppose, uh, risk maximum risk they can take. And from there, they can choose how much they risk per trade. So it's going to be more realistic in terms of uh, each trade and each trader uh, taking their positions. And, um, and the so- software is brilliant. You can go up and down timeframes without any issues. So guys, I can't wait to get this going. First one coming up this weekend with Philip Bloom, the 15-year-old trader who was on the show beginning of last year. So guys, that's coming up. Uh, also, I did want to let you know, and I'll probably will chuck a video up on this in the members area of the YouTube channel. And this is, uh, I had a best trading week I've ever had last week. Crazy, 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 okay? So I took like two, three weeks off manual trading and I had the best trading week uh, with some crazy stats. And you know what? I've done a similar week before where I had a really good trading week. And then after the first week, I sort of lost my way and forgot what I was doing and that weekend just killed me because I lost my rhythm. This one, I don't think I'm going to lose my rhythm with it. Uh, that said, the start of the next trading week, I had four losses in a row. So there you go. It's It can't be perfect. I mean, the first trading week, I had 80% win rate, all right? So, uh, and I can see why I made the losses. I can see why I did the losses, and it wasn't all bad. There was lessons in there. So let's see how we go. But uh, yeah, I'm going to put it, I think I'm going to put a video up there probably at the end of the second week and let you know how I got on over those first two weeks because literally was the best week of trading I've ever had. And uh, hopefully the start of my success as a trader uh, and I'll keep you updated with this story as well. All right, guys. So without further ado, I've gone on enough. Let's get on with this interview with Kevin. Whether you're a struggling trader or a profitable trader, our sponsor, City Traders Imperium, are offering you the chance to become a fully backed Forex trader. That's right, get coached and funded with CTI today. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Kevin Jehoda here, all the way from Miami, Florida, uh, 11 year trading veteran. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Now, I just want to preface preface it before you, I, I let you talk with um, why you're on the show and why I got you on the show, which is I I saw a comment, and I don't actually look at a lot of comments on Instagram, but I saw a comment yeah. on Instagram where someone had tagged me on one of your posts, and yeah. um, you you sort of wanted to lay down the law on the on the trading industry <laughs> as a as a whole, and you had some words, and you're like, get me on a podcast, and then someone tagged me in, and I said. Okay, come on, let's do it. Let's see, let's see what you got to say uh, on the Trading Up podcast. So, guys, I don't know what we're going to hear today, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, look, welcome to the show, Kevin. Appreciate you, Kevin, for having me. You know, I appreciate it for taking this time. Um, yeah, I just wanted to come on and just give my perspective on the markets because, you know, as you said, I've been doing this over 11 years, and just sitting back and seeing over this 11 year span, I see a lot of the same repetitive information so i felt like me coming on to your show can definitely help a lot of people um things that i might say may a lot of people may not like it because it might go against what they have been taught but other than that some people might take this information and use it for their for their good so that's the purpose of it and it's just to help people in the long run 
Nice, awesome stuff, yep. awesome. That's exactly what we're about here on Trading Nut. So um, to start off with, we want to get your story to find out how you got into yeah. trading and how you got to where you are now. Uh, that's a good question. I think um, I think all of us as traders pretty much have the same similar story. Um, I've been starting trading since 2010, 2011. Um, I was more into equities, looking into stocks and long-term investing, looking for dividends and things of that nature. But for some reason, Cam, I think at that time, the internet was just flooding ads about binary options. And I think we've all been there, done that. And, you know, I've seen the ad, the typical ad that we all saw, you know, 10 seconds or 30 second trade, you invest $10, you make $17 in 30 seconds. Well, that got me. That attracted me. I thought I was going to hit riches. And, you know, from the early stages, I've done a lot of uh, binary options and investing my capital after losing, 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 losing. And to be honest, I lost for the first four or five, six, about four or five years, I lost everything, you know, just kept depositing, didn't realize that binary options wasn't the way to go. So, I mean, to start that off, I think that was my, my, my route into getting into Forex was through losing in binary options. And, and what were you doing before that? I mean, what were you employed as and, you know, what was your job and that sort of thing? Just to give oh. guys context as to possibly your education and that sort of thing. Okay, yeah. Before, while I was learning this information, I was actually doing security overnight in downtown Miami. So, you know, we all had that rough start. I had a rough start, but for something about it, I just couldn't, you know, I'll be honest, working was not the thing for me. So I just knew while I I had a job, I just didn't want to let go of the job. I had to learn something. And, you know, like I just previously mentioned, I was always into stocks first, but you know, when you look at stocks, it's more of a long-term approach. And if I'm trying to get out of this job scene, I need to create a cash flow. So that is what led me into uh, to trading binaries, then losing money, then going into Forex. So I was doing overnight security for a long time. It's it's interesting. There's only one guy that's been, that I've actually come across in, yeah. I don't know how many people I've met doing the show, but like hundreds, uh, who made money on binary options. <laughs> he he was on my trading view, uh, a trader versus trader. He did well. He clicked yeah. to the second round, and he he um, somewhere along the line, he sort of revealed that he had a binary option strategy that actually worked, and he used it for years, and he'd make money uh, every single day. Uh, that's and tough. Then, and then they um, they turned off binary options in his uh, country, which was the UK. So he, he just stopped trading it. Yeah, that, that happened to me too. I had a broker. It was overseas. It was called Boss Capital. And that website is nowhere to be found today. They took everything I had and who can I run to? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway, so for guys that are listening, the, the, the trader yeah. I'm talking about is Kevon, uh, Q-V-O-N, uh, over there on the, the trader versus trader. Now, so yeah. you got into you got into uh, FX. Uh, uh-huh. How did that? Sorry, I suppose, what what were you even doing in binary options? I mean, did you have a strategy or? or... Um, my only strategy, Cam, was that I knew that I could make, I could turn $10 into $17 in 30 seconds. So to be honest, I was looking to gamble my way to the top and didn't realize that wasn't the way to go. You know, I, I was paying into signal rooms as well, trying to find the the golden nugget, but none of that works. 
And then, so you moved on to Forex. Yeah. Surely you had the same strategy there. Get rich quick. Yeah, yeah. I moved on to Forex, and then um, just like everybody else's approach, we look online. I look into more information. I started to look into that technical approach. And, um, you know, the normal RSI, MACD, stochastics, whatever the case is as far as laying out your technical chart, finding support resistance, and just the norm. But what I realized through that over my years is that I was still losing money. So, you know, I I come to find out even to this day, how do people with a technical approach and still trying to teach people just technicals? How are you making money? Because when I started with technicals, I wasn't making money and I thought I had everything, you know, laid out. Right. So so then what did you move on to after technical? So you you sort of, how long did, how long did you even persevere with them than when you were started trading Forex? Uh, when I started trading Forex, I was into technicals heavy about a year. And then, you know, I just, the type of person I am, I, I tune into myself and, you know, if, 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 if something is telling me we need to do this, I'm going to do that. So finding out that technicals is not the only, it's not the only route, you know, it's actually backwards. When you move into just technicals approach, it's a backwards approach. This is what people don't teach. Now, when I got into learning fundamentals, when I learned that banks are in this market and starting to ask myself, why am I losing? But banks are always making money. And this market is going on every single day, asking myself, why am I losing? So that keyword fundamental changed a lot of things. You know, when I look into fundamentals, when I understand what moves the economy, it's not just looking at a technical price chart. Without fundamentals, there is no technical candlestick. You know, that price chart we're looking at is relaying some sort of data and message. So it needs to be broken down in a case built from fundamentals. And once I started to learn that and this secret word called volatility that we all hear, but we don't really understand how volatility works, that changed my perspective. And that is when I started to make started to see some profits in the market. Just jumping in here with a quick message from my sponsor, Sage Capital, who provide education, software, and tools needed to increase anyone's ability to trade more successfully. Perfect for people who are either still learning, too busy, or just want to use professional-grade strategies to build passive income. They've achieved high returns with relatively low risk and are available for auto-copying today. Go to sagecapital.co.uk and start auto-trading today. Interesting. And so so the, so if you had to break your trading up into fundamentals versus technicals, what does that look yeah. like now? Um, to be honest, 5% technicals. And, and some people might say, whoa, 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 5%. And I really do mean that. I mean, most of my trading is more or less long term with a three to four month outlook. And, you know, I, I'll give it a stretch. We'll say 10% technicals and 90% fundamentals mixed in with uh, sentiment in the market. Other than that, I know that just looking at the market from a technical approach is backwards looking, and this is why people lose money. It's interesting. So a lot, well, when I say a lot, almost probably the other way around, Like not even 10%, not even probably 5%, maybe 2% of the guys that have been on my show are technical, uh, sorry, fundamental traders. So... I mean, so for the audience here, what'll be what'll be quite interesting is sort of to understand how you built your knowledge up 
to, to yeah. determine what to you know listen to around fundamentals and, and where to go and that sort of thing so how did how did you build your knowledge up uh just over the years i started to to look at key terms of like gdp inflation interest rate and once i started to learn those terms and understand what they did looking at things like pmi figures well we know a lot of this information that we see on the news is uh as far as like indication is they're all lagging and by the time most of this news comes out on the on a calendar it's probably late so for instance we have a gdp gdp is a very good reading for how strong the economy is but what gdp is is a lagging indicator so we use things like pmis because if we see an indication where pmis are in expansion that tells us that we can look for GDP to expand three to six to nine months down the road. So we, we, you know, I like to look at a lot of leading, you know, macroeconomic data and GDP is one of them. Interest rate is, is, is probably the most important one, especially when we're trading currencies. And, and how do you, how did you sort of work out, these are the places I'm going to go to yeah. then, well, I suppose two things. Yeah. How did you work that out? And then how did you validate that? Because it's quite hard to validate that you know this sort of stuff works if you're going to go back and test it in the past. Um, when from from my mind anyway, uh, maybe there's a different way to do it. How did you validate to get confidence that this was the way that you know was going to make you um, earn earn an additional income at the time and then maybe full time well full time income now? All right. So what I did was basically when I understood the data on on an economy based on interest rates, inflation, where's the GDP heading? And if I determined that this economy is in a bullish, you know, upswing, I compare it to another economy that's in a bearish upswing. And the way I approach the market, you know, as we talked about technicals, most people are, are in the markets for how many pips that can they earn per the, you know, that day. You know, when we're trading currencies, euro versus dollar, we have to look at it in a sense of what interest rate is this currency versus what interest rate is this currency? Because whatever the higher interest rate is, that's where the money flow is going to go. So we use, you know, I use interest rates to determine direction. And we know that all currencies are essentially moving off interest rates. So that's one way that I'm going to determine direction. If we look at Euro right now, 0% interest rates versus Canada, at a quarter percent interest rate. Well, if we look at a price chart, we actually see what's going on now. So interest rate is one way that I determine determine direction. And I use other factors as far as the unemployment rate, because if unemployment is low, that means a healthy economy. If we see rising GDP numbers, that means a healthy economy. If we see interest rates rising, that means more value to the currency. So these are things that I'm looking at, and I just, you know, gel everything together to build a case. And so so building that case, I mean, how did you sort of work all this stuff out? Did you have a mentor or training, or or was it Uh, some other way? (laughs) Um, You know, that's why... I didn't have a mentor. I didn't. Um, I just went through trial and error, to be honest with you. Just a lot of trial and error and a lot of losing money and not wanting to lose money. And just over the over the years, just back and forth, trial and error. And, you know, I, I may have picked up a little tips from here and there from Ray Dalio or, or Warren Buffett just to, you know, to help whatever they can with. But 
it's a lot of trial and error back and forth, which led me into understanding how banks move. And it's all through interest rates, to be honest with you. Okay, so once you've pulled, uh, yeah, created that picture of like, okay, so I think this economy is going to be, um, you know, the the price of the uh, the, the currency is going to be going down. Uh, this right. eco- this economy economy is doing well. It's going to be, be right. going up. So on this pair, I think I can expect the uh, the the direction to be bullish. So right. once you know that, how do you how do you then sort of decide? Okay, well today's the day I'm going to enter the trade. Um, okay, are you perfect, waiting for perfect. like news to hit, or are you okay? Yeah, good question. So what I'm doing is the first thing that I do when I wake up, when I open up my you know my trading platform or whatever the case is, volatility. That's the first thing, because what volatility tells me is the environment. So let's 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 play a scenario in our mind right now. Let's talk Euro-Mexico for that pair. Euro is offering 0% interest rates. Mexico is offering, I think, what, four and a quarter right now. So so think of this, Cam. If you're an investor and you have $50,000, where would you push your money to? Euro at 0% or Mexico at four and a quarter? Yeah, Mexico. You're gonna, okay, so we know that's where the money flow is going to go. So if the first thing that I'm doing is, where is volatility? Because volatility is measured from an average annual. So once I can measure where the, the, the average annual for this year is, I know anything below the average annual is a risk-on environment. Anything above that average annual is a risk-off environment. So when I say risk-on, what do I mean? Now we can take a more long-term approach into currencies that are offering higher interest rates over lower interest rates. So if we're in a risk-on environment and I see Euro-Mexico, yes, I want to trade in a direction. I want to short Euro-Mexico. Why is that? Because Mexico is offering higher interest rates. So as I'm shorting in that direction, what do I want? I want to earn a four and a quarter interest every day for holding that trade. So it's not about really how many pips can I earn? It's about how much does it cost me to get into this trade and how much interest can I earn every single day? Because we can essentially get paid twice for every position we take by understanding. So if we hear, um, what's this guy's name? Um, Charlie Munger. He made a statement which changed my life. He says, the big money is not in the buying and selling. It's in the waiting. And if a person understands what that means, it will change your perspective on the markets. It's not in the buying and selling, but in the waiting. Wow. Well, that is that is very – I really like that. that I mean, I, I completely forget about – because I don't yeah. hold positions overnight, right? So I completely yeah. forget about swap. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so it really – and it was something I did. I've looked at it points and right. I, it's killed me at points when I've had <laughs> like some stupid strategies way back. I'm talking about over right. ten years ago, where right. I was holding lots and lots of positions, and the swap just kept kept getting bigger and bigger. Yep. And I was yep. like, oh, yep. no. every day, yeah, a lot of traders, and... a lot of traders experience that where they're taking a position and they see negative swaps, but they don't understand why is that happening. Yeah. It's because of the interest spread. It's the basis point spread between two currencies. You're on the wrong side of the spread, and this is why brokers know who's smart money and who's dumb money, by how you trade. They want you to hit the button on the wrong side because you're going to pay them, and you're going to pay them 
to hold a losing position. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's it's interesting you say Euro Mexico. Never yeah. even looked at that pair. Never. And by look at I, if you I'm look like, at it now. If you look at it now, where's the direction going? It's probably <laughs> uh, yeah, it's exactly. It's probably going shit south. So yeah, so um south. so just going back to like getting into this and um even like when you i suppose that aha moment where things started to really click and you go oh man yeah. i've actually got this was there one was there something like that or or was it yeah i did that 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 i did get that aha moment and that was when i understood if i take volatility and understand how she works she's gonna lead me to the promised land because volatility determines the environment. A lot of people just say, well, it was volatile today. Prices move, but you need to understand what, what environment we're in. There's a time to day trade, Cam, and there's a time to go long-term, but the time to day, to day trade happens a few times out of the year. People are day trading every day. Now we see why they lose money. And, um, and so, so, Thinking about like I suppose placing that trade, the the, the yeah. sort of first trade that right. that you that you got into. I mean, where are you thinking about putting a a stop loss, or do you have a stop loss? And um, how are you working out when to exit? Okay, I like these questions. Um, to be honest, I don't use a stop loss. A stop loss, what people don't realize, that is a trap. I mean, think of it like this. We say a stop loss as what risk management, but in all actuality, let's be honest. I've been there. I've done that. You don't feel comfortable having a stop loss because the closer price gets to it, then the more nervous you get. But the farther price gets away from your stop loss, now you feel comfortable of having one. So in all actuality, you don't really feel comfortable of having a stop loss because 90% of the time it gets hit. And all you're going to do is go back to the drawing board. So the way I approach the market is let's go back to the Euro Mexico. If I know Mexico is offering higher interest rates, I'm looking at where is volatility? Are we below our average annual? If we are, I, I prefer a negative 10% below the average annual. Once that happens, I can start to look for bullish momentum in Euro Mexico. And once I find bullish momentum, I start to short into that. When I short that, I can hold a position for 60, 90, 120 days. And my exit to get out of a trade is that volatility from our average annual, from our midway point. The upside is plus 25. The downside is minus 25. When we hit a minus 25 on volatility and start to turn back up, guess what I'm doing? I'm slowly exiting my position because I know volatility is now entering the market and it could sway my 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 trade out so i i like slow steady trends i like to go for four or five hundred pips over 90 days 120 days because i gain an interest the the broker pays me every day for having this position open and you're only ever going to take positions uh where you're going to get paid an interest is that correct that's correct I mean, if I feel like being hybrid and we have volatility entering day trading environments, hey, I might take 100 pips out of the market and go about my day. But other than that, I want to get paid because 
A bank, I go into a bank, they're going to loan me money with interest. If I'm going to loan the broker money, you're going to pay me interest. Mm. Yeah, it's, just, it's, a, it's a completely different way of looking at yeah. this whole game that nobody yeah. really that comes on the show talks about which is fantastic so um so i love it uh now i want to dive in and get a bit more information around the sort of the, some of the metrics around what you're doing uh okay. usually ask people how many trades do you do a week i'm going to ask you how many you do a year um every three months uh, i look to hold about maybe 20 to 25 every three months so uh and I'm looking to hold it. it. It all depends on volatility, Cam. So I can't really say how much I'm doing per year because, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was really out of the market because COVID-19 struck volatility to the high side. So I, I can only gamble at that point, which I, I'm not willing to do. So, you know, we could see 50 trades, 50 plus per year. And okay. most people probably do 50 plus per month. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like 50 plus per year. I thought it would be less, to be honest. So 50 plus per uh, year. Oh, it could be. Pretty... could be. It could be give or take. Give or take. Yeah. So that's almost one a week, right? So that's. Yeah. That's, yeah. So you are. So like, I mean, some of the guys that are, that wouldn't consider themselves to be um, your style of trader. Yeah. Will, and probably not holding positions for, for that long uh are also you know maybe taking two trades a week or three trades a week so so i think one yeah. trade a week is with this sort of approach is is actually quite frequent and more frequent than i thought i thought you might have been taking like you know um four or five trades a year or something like that so this, this is this um is... It, it depends it depends sometimes we have extreme low volatility and if one trade like for instance in 2018, euro dollar, it fell for two years straight. So I could have literally just said, hey, euro dollar for the rest of the time being. So it all depends on how I feel, you know. Okay, it's cool. And and so, I mean, it's, obviously you haven't got a risk to reward ratio because it's very, you, you've got no stop loss. So there is no right, flat risk. Right, uh, right. How many instruments are you looking over? Um... I look at currencies. Uh, I, I'm in the futures and options market too. So in in the futures market, I do a lot of hedging against spot with futures. And in the in the options world, I like equity options. So that's a whole nother ball game. So um, I'm looking at the dollar. That's, that's number one. And I just like the main currencies if we're talking currencies. So that's euro, dollar, and we want to know what's going on with China. So those are the three that I think you know, to get a good grasp of what's going on worldwide, euro, dollar, and China, and everything else follows. And and when you are looking at a, a chart, I mean, what time frame are you looking at, or time frames? Uh, uh, I'm looking at the weekly and the daily. Righty ho. Sometimes, sometimes I'll go down to a four if I'm looking for a tighter entry, but I'm usually on the weekly and the daily. And and what about like over the course of a week? I mean, what? How do you dip in and out of you know, your trading work, if I want to call it something. Uh, I don't understand what you mean by oh, trading sorry. work. My, my usual question is, what's your typical trading day look like? So oh, I, thought okay. I, was, I thought I'd try to amend okay. it. Here, but... <laughs> well, you know, I'm usually holding positions overnight. So a typical day for me would be I'm up around at six in the morning. Um, I have a, 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 a spreadsheet a back office spreadsheet that tells me everything I need to know that I created. So I'm usually adjusting that in the morning, updating my private team, and I'm listening to a squawk box essentially all day to deliver important information. 
and whatever they deliver, I execute on that. So I'm not really in front of the screens all day. I'm pretty much reading all day. Okay, cool. And um, yeah. so what do you think, like, in the beginning, well, not even in the beginning, like, when you actually sort of discovered what, you, what you've discovered, I mean, what do you think made you different from the average mum or dad trader out there? I mean, did you have any special traits, do you think, and any actions that you took that other people might be able to learn from? Um, in the beginning, you're saying? Yeah, well, in the beginning, like, in, in your journey, really. Uh, I think I think I took a left turn approach when I started to dive into fundamentals. So I think that's what makes me different from majority of traders is my approach on fundamentals and using the fundamentals to build a case and taking it from there. You know, instead of saying, hey, technicals and then don't even think about fundamentals. And no, that's gambling to me. So I think what that's what makes me different is the fundamentals. Okay, and and uh, I suppose from an action point of view around the fundamentals, right. I mean, what what did you do that you think a lot of other people probably won't do? Um, I'm looking at pretty much. I'm looking at the data, and I'm building. Instead of me going to a chart first, I want to see. Okay, I take action steps. Okay, where's volatility? Where's my PMIs? Who's offering higher interest rates? Um, I'm looking at the unemployment rate. So I'm looking at a checklist of things and that would determine, okay, are, is this economy an expansion or a contraction? But everything always reverts back to volatility first. Volatility is essentially the coach. It's going to put me in the game or tell me, okay, not now is not the time or, you know, things of that nature. <clears throat> okay. And so if you had to say to someone, look, and I suppose there's two approaches to this, right? Yeah. And one is obviously yeah. going to be, hey, come talk to me and, and I'll tell you what I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. The other one would be like a sort of step-by-step approach to, to trying to get there. I mean, how, how would you, um, what would you recommend somebody who was interested in this, if they wanted to get started in it, what would be their sort of like step-by-step journey to, to getting to the point of uh, being able to execute their first trade and, and know that they're doing the right thing? From the fundamental standpoint, you're saying? Yeah. Or from what you do, from from your from what you do. Um, the first step, the first step that I would do is, I would I would recommend for them, you know, if you're willing to learn the power of volatility, I would say, you know, dive into that and learn what you can because that will change a lot of, you know, a lot of people's perspective once we learn the power of volatility. Okay, cool, and and so if so, volatility is one. Is there are there two other things you'd recommend somebody go off and study around fundamentals? Um, GDP and PMIs. And sorry for my ignorance here. PMIs, I can't even for the life of me remember what that stands for. Purchasing Managers Index. Okay, okay, I've seen it in the because I look at forex calendar every day, right? Yeah, and I yeah. see I see PMI, and I'm like. It's red, it's orange, or it's yellow. I got no idea what man. it means. Oh man, if you understood how important that is, that is probably, you know, when we talk fundamental data, that is the key data that we need to know. You know, I need to know what are the PMIs because it, it it's a leading indicator for GDP. So GDP is probably the most important one because it tells us overall how well an economy is doing. So. 
Cool, cool. Uh, and what about uh, a trader's mindset? So, A, does mindset have a lot to do with what you're doing? B, do you have any special techniques that might help other guys out there improve their mindset as a trader? Um, I'll be honest with you, man. I know I could easily try to encourage people and say, hey, wake up at six in the morning, go get a three-mile run and eat your Wheaties, but... You know, I think when people say that there's something that they're missing and they're trying to find what that, you know, what it's missing themselves. The one who says, hey, you know, it's all about your psychology. You need to do this, such and such and such. And I have to go back to this word volatility. You know, think of it like this. We call volatility what the fear gauge. Well, if fear bothers our or, you know, messes with our emotion, guess what? then we need to study volatility. If we're going to tell a person, hey, psychology is number one. Psychology is key. Okay. So it's it, it's all about volatility, man. Okay. And and so I, I've got to say, I, do, I get, do I understand what you're saying around volatility during this interview? I don't think I do. I really I don't, <laughs> think, I, I don't think I do. What am I missing here around volatility? Yeah. So when yeah. you're saying volatility, so things are like you know, if I when when you say volatility, I think price chart, right, and price right, right. going up and down rapidly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the norm. But when I say volatility, I mean is when we look at it, volatility determines our environment. Like what environment is today's trading day? Because there's a day, there's a time to day trade, and there's a time to to go long term. So we've all heard of this term, risk on, risk off. When volatility is low, the risk is on. That means big institutions, large traders are more willing to take on risks with their money. But when volatility is above its average annual, then guess what? The risk is off. So that leads, that tells us more day traders are coming into the market and the big boys rather sit on the side. Ah, I'm with you now. See? Ah, so you get it now. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, that only took us 30 minutes. <laughs> I can't give you too much. Can't give you too much. <laughs> that only took us 30 minutes to get there. I finally understand it. Right. Um, yeah. If anyone else picked it up before me, well done. You're, you're obviously in a yeah. better position than me. Uh, all right. All right. So if there was one thing you'd recommend any retail trader spend the next month mastering, what would it be? And how could they go about mastering it? And I've got a funny feeling it's going to start with the letter V. Yep, yep, yep. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little curveball, but it's gonna lead back to that. But I would say master fundamentals because a lot of traders they they like the technicals, they like to draw art all over the charts. But master fundamentals and my free tip would be go to tradingeconomics.com. That gives you fundamental data. Now, if you guys want to learn how to decipher the data, then you know where to come. But other than that, look through the data. And just try to get familiar with it, even if it hurts your brain. Then you need to master volatility because she's going to save your life. <laughs> nice. Love it. Right. We're going to jump to a few quick fire questions here, which right. should hopefully uh, give you some guys out there listening to a roundup of what we've just gone through. So the first one is, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Um, first seven years. I lost money, so 
after the seven years, we'll say from the seven years on till now, that's how long it took me. So about four or five years to be profitable, but in total, 11 years up till now. Righty ho. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite entry setup? Um, I like to look for, see, that's, that's, that's a tough question right there. When you say t- favorite entry setup, you know, I, it all depends on the environment. If the environment's low, I like to look for bullish momentum and I like to, um, swing into the higher interest rate currency. So I can't really say, Hey, it, it's a, it's a flag pattern, yeah. you know, things of that nature. So it all depends on the environment, but I'm more or less looking for, bullish or bearish momentum because i know it's gonna obviously turn the other way what strategies do you use to exit or manage your trades uh to exit i use i use uh volatility to exit so i enter on volatility and i'm exiting off of volatility when we are extreme low volatilities there's a high chance like george Soros says volatility is great it's at its turning points so if we know we're at its lowest turning points, we could see a, a shot of volatility, and that's when I'm looking to get out of my positions. What about a recommended resource or a book or something like that? Um, I would say tradingeconomics.com. That's a good resource to start on your fundamental journey. They have a lot of articles on there. They have data on there that that one can go through, and I think that's that's a good start. And what's your preferred broker and trading platform? I have three brokers. I use Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, and Forex. So for Forex, I use for currencies, TD Ameritrade currencies as well. But I like to hedge my spot Forex positions with that. And then Fidelity, I have a, um, I go long term on that one. And I use options to go against any of my downside risk. Do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? <laughs> My worst ever trade, hmm, it would have to be my binary options days because as I started to learn, you know, in my in my more professional days, I know how to hedge against any downside risk. So my worst trades would have to be in my earlier days. If you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, learn volatility. <laughs> one piece of advice to... The capital V word, volatility. Cool, cool, cool. Now, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the traders to get hold of you? Uh, They can email me at info at jathensinstitute.com. You can follow me on IG at at j.athensinstitute and Twitter, jathensinsta. So J-A-T-H-E-N-E-S-I-N-S-T, and that's for Twitter. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Kevin for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all the links, are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Kevin in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Appreciate you, Cam. Thank you. All right, folks, there we are. Interview with Kevin Dunn and Dusted. Hope you learned a few things about trading with the fundamentals and can apply some of that to your own trading. Now, uh, as I mentioned, I've got the new Forex Simulator Challenge starting this week. Uh, If you do want to take part in the Trader versus Trader, I will be 
reaching out to guys who've come back to me uh, and said they're interested this week as well. So if you do want to take part, hit me up on Instagram, send me a DM. Uh, It'll take me a little while to reply, but I'll get there and let you know if you are in with a chance to take part in this challenge where there's a new prize as well, um, kindly donated by the uh, the sponsor, uh, the second sponsor I've got, Sage Capital as well. So guys, you got to check this stuff out over there, all on the Trading Nut YouTube channel. Um, and also do remember, I'm probably going to put a video up showing my best trading week ever. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully you can learn a thing or two like I did during that week as well. All right, guys, see you in the next episode.